I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing. Now, before we start today, we'd like to encourage anyone looking for help with their digital marketing to get in touch with Site Visibility. Whether you have a burning digital marketing question or you're looking for an agency to work with, they'd love to hear from you. So you can do that by giving them a call on plus four four one two seven three seven three three four three three or filling out the form at sitevisibility.co.uk slash contact. Alternatively, you can talk to either Scott or Sean via the live chat function on the site. They'd be happy to help. Now today I'm joined by Greg Gifford, Vice President of Search at Dealer on Greg, how are you doing? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm very well. And uh, you're in Texas, aren't you? I am right outside of Dallas. Right outside of Dallas. I remember Dallas. I have very fond memories of, of uh, the soap opera Dallas and uh, Bobby <laughs> you know, stepping actually, out the shower. The uh, South Fork Ranch is maybe five minutes from my house. Is it really? Yeah. That's, that's amazing. I've got these visions now of you living in a huge ranch. No, I'm, I'm basically on the kind of northeastern edge of the Dallas metro area sprawl. So I'm still part of the major massive metroplex, but if you drive about five minutes east, I'm out in the farms and country. Oh, wow. It sounds absolutely amazing. Now, we've spoken nice. before, Greg, because uh, looking back in the archives, I think the last time we spoke was episode 287, uh, which was on the 1st of April uh, 2015. Uh, we were talking about local SEO, which we're going to talk about again today. And it yep. was Google... Pigeon, because I think you mentioned just before we started recording that the Google Pigeon update had pretty much just just hit the UK in the April because it hit the US earlier, hadn't it? Yeah, it hit the the US the summer before, and then it rolled out to everywhere else uh, in like right after Christmas, so yeah. you know a couple months before April. So that was a, a big deal for you guys at the time. Yeah, it was. So let's start off. Let's remind our listeners. I know a few things have changed, but just remind our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you're doing. So, yeah, I've got, I mean, I've been doing website stuff for probably 16 years now doing, I used to do website design and got pretty quickly into digital marketing and SEO. And then for the last, gosh, 10 and a half years, probably, I've been working specifically in the automotive vertical in the U.S., doing specifically local SEO Mm. and kind of just started speaking at conferences and became a 
a, a guy became one of those guys that kind of just speaks a lot. So I'm all over the world speaking at different conferences about local SEO and helping people out and teaching them what works and what doesn't. And actually, our blog at Dealeron, which is basically me doing goofy little Wednesday videos, just won the Bright Local Survey for Best Local SEO Blog. So that's pretty nice. cool. Well done. Now, I'm going to come on to, because I mean, the last time we spoke was 2015, which was three-ish years ago. Um, I would imagine a lot has changed. We'll come on to that in a second, but let's just remind our listeners the main differences between local SEO and sort of what we'll we'll call it traditional SEO, non-local SEO. What are the main differences? So actually, it's a different algorithm. So when you're doing regular or traditional SEO, you're uh, optimizing signals both on a site and off a site to influence how that site's going to show up when some user sits down and types in particular keywords. And that's more of a, you know, a national focus or massive, you know, worldwide focus even. Uh, when you're doing local SEO, it's actually a different algorithm in Google and you're only really trying to show up in one specific tight geographic area. Yeah. And the way that I always explain this to people you know, when I'm on the phone with a car dealer trying to explain this, or when I'm at a conference trying to explain this to people, the best way to illustrate to people, uh, especially outside of, of digital marketing, but even inside that have never been really exposed to local, the, the best way to talk about it is, hey, look, if you're going to sit down and order a pizza and you type into Google two words, pizza delivery, you get a list of pizza delivery spots that are right there by your location based on where your computer is or where your mobile phone is. Yes. Let's say you're doing that at your office because you're hungry at lunch. You get a certain set of search results that even though you didn't enter in a city keyword, it's all stuff right next to you. Then if you go home at night and decide you want to get another pizza because you're a big pizza fan, yeah. you type the same two words into Google, pizza delivery. The search results are completely different. And that's because Google gets trillions of search queries to analyze. And Google has determined that for certain business types – even though the user hasn't typed in a location keyword, be it a city or a neighborhood, that user still actually needs or wants a, a local result, something nearby, pizza delivery being a great example. Yeah. Plumbers, electricians, locksmiths, doctors, restaurants. So, you know, let's say I, I work at a fish and chip spot and I'm down on the coast in Brighton, but I am the best SEO in the entire world. That doesn't mean that someone up in downtown London searching for fish and chips should see my little fish and chip spot down on the Brighton coast as the number one search result because yeah. you're not going to drive down or hop a train down to go get some fish and chips when you've got a fish and chip spot that's right around the corner. Yeah. So Google understands that. Same thing, pizza delivery, everything. So it uses a different algorithm, and it's, it's very unlikely for those types of businesses that you're going to show up outside of that geographic area for that similar type of search because there's other businesses that are going to be closer to the searcher. So that's the main difference. It's really a different algorithm, and it's based on the location of the business that's being searched and the proximity to the searcher. And the, the other thing that's crazy is most local purchases for anything that's, you know, more than, you know, a couple of pounds, a couple of dollars, yeah. most of those purchases are going to start with search. And especially as you get into the bigger ticket items, uh, especially when you get up to something as large as like a, a, a boat or a motorcycle or a car or a house or anything very large like that, that's still going to be locally based – 100% of those start with the search. Your purchase cycle gets much further drawn out than something you're just popping on e-commerce and buying immediately. And you're doing a lot of research, and that research always starts with search. So it's really important to understand how local works 
so that you understand how your business that either you work at yourself or that if you've got a business that's a client, you need to understand, does the local algorithm apply to this site that I'm working on? And if so, I need to understand that there's a different set of tasks that I need to be doing and a different set of things that I need to be concentrating on to maximize the visibility of this site. And a lot of digital marketing agencies don't necessarily understand that and they just use the same regular SEO tactics, which are still going to be beneficial. Hmm. There's overlap there. But the best thing to do is if you need to do local, include that extra stuff that you need to be doing for that website. Now, we'll come on to that uh, sort of nuts and bolts in a minute. I was just wondering, since, the, you know, over the last, let's say over the last year, what are the, what are the most important changes uh, in local SEO that you've seen? There was a pretty big change in September of 17 called the Possum Update. And there were a lot of different things that happened with that one. One of the major ones was that Google really turned up the dial on duplicate Google My Business listing. So it's always been not beneficial to have more than one Google My Business listing for a single business. But with this update, they really turned the dial up. And thanks to the demise of MapMaker, it's a heck of a lot harder now to diagnose if you do have a duplicate listing. But if you've got a duplicate listing, a lot of times it'll make your business not show up either well or at all Mm. in Google searches. So that got turned up. Another thing that they turned up was they wanted to see reviews more evenly spread among websites. So if I, and I don't remember what I said on the thing three years ago, but it's likely that if I was talking about individual factors, I probably said get all your reviews on Google because the more reviews you have on Google, the more weight that carries in the local algorithm and it's better for you. And for the longest time, that was true. And Google saw that that wasn't really a natural pattern. So now, They turn the dial up on third-party review sites, and they want to see more even spread among your reviews. They also are looking at something called category confusion. So if you're trying to shove in categories that don't really match what your business type is because you're trying to show up for more things, that can hurt your visibility. And they also, more than anything else, really turned up the dial on proximity. So in the past, uh, especially three years ago, I could have someone that was an hour outside of a metro area ranking number one within that metro area. Mm if I did really good local SEO. Now that is pretty much impossible. Uh, it, proximity of search result to the person doing the search is a pretty massive factor now. Now it's not the biggest, it, it, it may have more weight than anything else, but that doesn't mean it's the number one factor and that it trumps everything else. There's still other things that come into play, but proximity got turned up massively. So that's frustrating to a lot of business owners that, and you know how it is, if, if you're a digital marketer and you're, and you're working at an agency or you're an independent person and you're working with all these businesses, they don't understand and they don't even put any thought into how Google actually works. That's what they're hiring you for and they just want you to do you know, what you can to get them to show up better and they don't understand when Google makes these changes and even know about these changes and you've got businesses that you know a year and a half ago were able to show up for these searches and now suddenly they're not showing up And they get mad and think it's their agency's fault, and it's not. It's that Google made this update and just changed the way that things work. So that's that's been kind of a frustrating issue over the past year. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So looking uh, at the sort of nuts and bolts of people sort of executing local SEO, what would you say are the biggest... Um, let's go with tips first. What's the, what's the biggest tip for people doing local SEO? And then what's the, what's the sort of biggest pitfall? So my biggest tip, I, I'm speaking at a ton of conferences this year. And my biggest tip that I'm going to share this year is as I'm going through my presentation, don't listen to anything that I say. <laughs> and, and it's true because if you think about it, most people that are going to attend a conference, they go to maybe one, maybe two conferences a year. To, to stay fresh and learn new things. And then besides that, they're reading the important blogs and important sites to follow what's going on with their specific subset of digital marketing. With local SEO, there are so many factors at play and with proximity in there and, and actual physical location being such an important piece of the pie, what works for one business won't necessarily work for another business. Mm-hmm. What works in one city won't necessarily work in another. And what works for one website won't necessarily work for another website. So the the problem is a lot of these people that don't really, I guess, spend as much time staying up to date and they go to their one conference and maybe follow a blog or two, they might still be using the same tactics they were using a year or two ago and they're not going to be as effective. And then you go to a conference and somebody might say, oh my gosh, geoterm optimization doesn't work anymore. We did this study and it shows it doesn't work, so don't do it. And so they stop doing it, but it could turn out that for that specific business that they're working with, geoterm optimization might be a massive game changer, but because they listened to this one speaker that said it doesn't work, now they stop doing it. So my big tip for everyone is go and test everything yourself. If it's thing, like when I'm out, I'll tell people, hey, look, a lot of people say geoterm optimization doesn't work. But for us with auto dealers in the U.S., it's a massive game changer. It's huge because auto dealers are four or five years behind the rest of the Internet when it comes to optimization tactics. So if I can come into a city and I'm the only person in that city doing really good local SEO, that's going to be a huge, huge difference for that business. Mm. But you know, if I was working with attorneys and attorneys are super into SEO and everyone else is doing that already, then it's not really going to matter. So test anything that someone says. It's pretty likely that if you've got someone that's speaking at a bunch of conferences, the reason they're speaking at a bunch of conferences or writing a bunch of blog posts or writing for a bunch of sites online, most likely they're not sharing stuff that's harmful. They're probably being helpful and that's why they're in demand and why they're on a bunch of different sites and why they're at a bunch of different conferences. But still, that doesn't mean that everything they say is going to work for you. So you've got to test what people say and make sure that you're doing the right thing for your clients. So looking ahead, Greg, uh, where do you see local SEO going in the near future? So 
I'm not sure how near the future is, but uh, I'm actually doing the opening keynote at SMX Munich in a few months here, and my entire uh, keynote talk is about voice search and mm. how local and voice uh, are going to play in the future. And I think that's kind of the biggest direction things are going. Uh, as people, uh, you know, mobile search has exploded, and now you're, you've got people with Siri, you've got people with Google phones that can just speak to their phone and, yeah. and ask their phone questions. And typing in a query to Google, it's a different type of search than when you say, okay, Google, and then you ask it a question. Mm. So you, you speak... I don't know if you can hear that. My Google assistant answered me because I said, okay, Google. Do you know, it's funny uh, because when he said that, I was half yeah. expecting mine to do the same. <laughs> yeah, it's still like every time I'm saying that. But, you know, when, 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 when you, when you I, if I wanted to look for pizza, I wouldn't say, okay, Google pizza delivery. I would say, okay, Google, I want to order a pizza. So you're speaking differently. It's a more conversational search. So those were, oh my gosh, I need to mute that. Hang on. <laughs> this is a perfect example of voice search in action. Right. So you speak to it differently. So it's different queries. And then with voice search, you get one answer. It's not like you're doing a search and you get the map pack and then you get the organic and you can either look at the map pack and figure out what's closest to you or look at the organic or check people's reviews. You ask voice search or, you know, uh, uh, your mobile phone or your, your digital assistant at home, you ask a question, you get one answer. Yeah. Now, I think, uh, you know, we've seen the Amazon show where it's, uh, an Alexa that has a screen. I think that might be more of the direction that we're going with these where they, they come with the screen and you can display things. I've also seen situations where you can ask a question and it's going to cast it onto your phone so that you can see multiple answers. I think that's more the direction that local search will go where maybe you use your, your Google home and ask a question and then it's going to send answers to your phone so you can pick from those choices. Or, you know, we, we do a test when I'm, or a, a kind of an example when I'm at conferences and I'll ask Siri, hey, Siri, I need a, a Toyota dealer near me. And it'll list out a single Toyota dealership and then say, is that the one you're looking for? And you say no. Mm. And then it's going to read the next one. Once it, once it gets past the first one, when it gets to the second, third, fourth, or fifth, if you continue to say no, it says the name of the dealership the location of the dealership, the uh, hours for the dealership, and lists out the rating, the star rating for the dealership. Mm. It doesn't list the star rating on the first one, but it does on all the ones after that. So that that's when you start to go, you know, I realize I need to start looking at reviews, but you have to like go through five or six to hear all the different star reviews to find maybe the one that has the best reviews. It makes much more sense for them to start sending that back to your phone, even though you're asking the question or, you know, if you're on a mobile phone, it just is already there showing it. But yeah. I think voice search is going to really change the way that users interact with the search experience. Uh, featured snippets tend to be the 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 single answer results that you get on Google Home. So going after featured snippets will be huge. Google just released a blog post the other day that said they might start showing multiple featured snippets for search results mm. uh, where it makes sense. Uh, one of the examples would be, uh, you know, you, you ask Google if, uh, I don't remember what the pet was, but like, hey, Google, is a lizard a good pet? Mm. And it gives you a featured snippet of why lizards are good pets. But a featured snippet for why lizards are bad pets would also be applicable to your search because you're looking at a question of should I get a lizard or not. 
Yeah. So in that case, it might show both featured snippets and show a snippet for good and a snippet for bad because that makes sense for the intent for that query. That also makes sense for when you're looking at these snippets or what's going to be giving the answers to the digital assistants, and that gives you a better answer. So I think that's something everyone should really be paying attention to. Another thing that I think is really interesting to watch for is augmented reality. The yes. new iPhone has some cool augmented reality features, and you see, you know, kind of how Google Glass was, and now you've got the the Snapchat spectacles, and I think it's coming back in a direction where we're going to see these wearable interfaces, and you, know, you see all the research about they're even working on a, a, a contact, you know, it's, it's on your eye, and it's projecting only so that you can see in the contact. I think yeah. the augmented reality, you're walking down, you know, let's say I'm I'm coming over to the UK for a conference, and I'm walking in downtown London, and I want to find a restaurant to go to. And I don't want to sit there and try to do a Yelp search or something. I just pull out my phone and open up the camera app that is attached to this search, whatever this app would be. And I just open it up and it's a live video feed and it's going to pop up little cards on the front of each building saying what the restaurant is, what the star ratings are, et cetera, et cetera. As I'm walking down the street, I don't think that that's very far away at all. I think we'll see that very quickly. And I think that's going to be another big way because now I'm not doing a search by typing in a query. I'm doing a search by holding up a camera mm. and whatever's there is what's showing up. So it's it's ultimate proximity. They're not doing the search, but you still have to be optimized as far as your location and your pictures and your reviews and all that. So I think that could be a pretty big game changer as well. Now, I know we spoke about uh, sort of uh, the, the, the sort of biggest mistake that people make. I just wonder if you've got a sort of generic takeaway for our audience today. What would that be? Yeah, another big thing that I'm talking about this year is when you have your website link on your Google My Business listing, a lot of times when people are clicking on that on mobile, it gets misattributed as direct traffic. So if you just have a, a, a standard naked link there, you're not really in Google Analytics getting correct attribution. You've got a lot of clicks that come from organic searches that are showing up as direct. So I'm telling everybody, make sure you put UTM tracking on those links. So when you've got your your GMB link, just add uh, source. You want to put something like GMB or Google underscore listing or whatever you want to call it. So source would just call it GMB and medium would be organic. And you want to make sure that you put medium as organic because if you put medium as GMB organic, then when you go in, if you're just going to – if you have a client that just goes in and clicks to the the sources for the site and they – go in and click just, you know, let's see my traffic by medium, that's still not going to show up as organic. So you've got to call it organic so it gets lumped in by default with all the other stuff. But that way, I mean, we've done that on sites and seen some sites that have up to, you know, even eight to 10,000 organic visit jump just from making that change because it was all misattributed as direct traffic. Oh, that's a great tip. So, and then uh, Google Posts, have come out and a lot of people haven't really played with them yet, but they're starting to. And that's where you can put, uh, it's, it's a seven day post and it shows up down underneath your, your Google, my business listing in the knowledge panel on the right side. And it's basically a little image and some text. And then they click on it, it pulls up kind of a, a light box overlay with that image and the text. And if you put a link there, which you should, it should be some sort of a call to action to click over to something on your site. If Again, if that's a naked link, a lot of times that's getting misattributed. So we're telling everybody to add the UTM tracking code on that as well so that they can really on what's getting clicked. Well, Greg, thanks so much for joining us. Um, how can our listeners find out more about you and Dealer On? 
Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at, at Greg Gifford, just G-R-E-G-G-I-F-F-O-R-D. I, I live tweet conferences, so it's a really good place to get, you know, when I'm at conferences, I'm tweeting out all the good tips, so you can follow me there, and I'm pretty snarky and goofy, so it's a fun follow, too. <laughs> um, I write for Search Engine Land, so I have a monthly column on the, the local area in Search Engine Land. You can follow me there. And definitely you can go to the Dealer on blog. That's dealer on D-E-A-L-E-R-O-N.com slash blog. Again, we just won uh, Bright Local's survey for best local SEO blog. Uh, we write lots of stuff on the blog all the time, and then I do a Wednesday video series. It's little, usually two to five minute long videos, and it's probably 80% local SEO stuff and then 20% just other digital marketing and website stuff. And most of these videos are kind of focused at car dealers, but that's just because that's our, our audience, but they're really applicable to anyone. So that's definitely something I would suggest following. Well, thanks, Greg. And thanks for listening. Uh, you listeners out there, show notes are in the usual place, sitevisibility.com slash podcast. Um, if you're enjoying the show, please leave a review so that we know how we're doing and we can continue to bring you better marketing ideas and advice. Uh, questions and suggestions, the email is podcast at sitevisibility.com. You can tweet us at sitevisibility. We have a LinkedIn site visibility group. Well, that's all from me, Andy, and it's all from Greg. Hey, thanks for listening, guys. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 